We begin many of our worship services with the phrase, we each have a piece of the truth. And we mean it. We mean it because all of the experiences that brought you to this moment, to being here in this environment, in this year, in this place, are insights into the human condition, are insights into life itself. And only when we gather those insights together are we able to understand what is true. True for you, true for me, but also true for us. And that it's that work of figuring out what is true that helps us do the work of figuring out what we're called to do and who we're called to be in the world. But that's not easy, right? So much of the world would have us live to their expectations, to dance to their tunes. Stories that tell us that we're not small enough or big enough, that we're not smart enough. Stories that would say that the right way to do things is one way, even when our heart and our very being tell us the opposite. So much of our world demands that we live according to its rules. In effect, living from the outside in. But Unitarian Universalism asks us to live from the inside out. That means that we need to be in relationship with who we are, this constellation of ourselves. And that it is the work of being in relationship with ourselves first that helps us be in relationship with others. That's why we often explore the work of Parker Palmer, a Quaker teacher and activist who long has helped people in the West connect the inner dimensions of our relationship with self with the outer work of our everyday lives. Now in his little book, Let Your Life Speak, Parker explores his own story of listening to his vocation, what he felt life was calling him to be, and all of the moments in which what he thought he was supposed to be came from other people. The expectations and pressures of family members, of because he was good at something, he should go and do it. You know, he became a professor, but felt this deadening weight that shifted him into depression, which he talks openly about. When we live outside ourselves, and by that I mean on external directives only, rather than from our internal knowledge and needs, when we live away from those erotic guides from within ourselves, then our lives are limited by external and alien forms. And we conform to the needs of a structure that is not based on human need let alone in individuals. But when we begin to live life from within outward, in touch with the power of the erotic, the desire within ourselves, and allow that power to inform and illuminate our actions upon the world around us, then we begin to be responsive to ourselves in the deepest sense. For as we begin to recognize our deepest feelings, we begin to give up of necessity, being satisfied with suffering and self-negation, and with the numbness which so often seems like their only alternative in our society. Our acts against oppression become integral with self, motivated and empowered from within. In touch with that erotic, that desire, I become less willing to accept powerlessness or those other supplied states of being which are not native to me, such as resignation, despair, self-effacement, depression, and self-denial. Now, each of us has a vocation. Each of us has a calling to live out into this world. 
And that might sound big and lofty, but what Parker says in his book is that we find our vocation not by living up to the loftiest standards, but rather we find it by listening to our lives. Because when we live to those external standards, it visits a violence upon ourselves, a violence upon our very being when we are living out of integrity with ourselves. When we live up to the standards and the virtues of someone else, and not ourselves, following a path that is not our own. That life isn't about conforming ourselves to even the loftiest of good ideas, that life is about listening to what our life intends to do with us. And Parker invites us into a practice that is born from his Quaker tradition born from the practices they have in their worship of listening for the Spirit to speak to us. He says that if we are to listen, if we are to find our vocations, now that's not easy. And engaging that muscle of listening to our lives is actually a contemplative practice. A contemplative practice that Parker's Quaker tradition gives us some practices to help with. Of how do we slow down and get in touch with ourselves? How do we do this work of clearing away the debris of our lives to get to that core? Because it's hard. And Parker acknowledges it. You know, he even says, In our culture, we tend to gather information in a way that does not work very well when the source is the human soul. The soul is not responsive to subpoenas or cross-examinations. At best, it will stand in the dock only long enough to plead the Fifth Amendment. At worst, it will jump bail and never be heard from again. The soul speaks its truth only under quiet, inviting, and trustworthy conditions. The soul is like a wild animal. Tough, resilient, savvy, self-sufficient, and yet exceedingly shy. If we want to see a wild animal, the last thing we, do, we should do is go crashing through the woods, shouting for the creature to come out. But if we are willing to walk quietly into the woods and sit silently for an hour or two at the base of a tree, the creature we are waiting for may well emerge, and out of the corner of our eye we will catch a glimpse the precious wildness we seek. This is hard stuff. This is big stuff. We don't jump into this lightly, but we know that if we are to live from that inside out, from the worthiness that is within outwards to meet the worthiness of other people, we need to do that work of flexing that muscle of getting in touch with that worthiness within. And so in the spirit of the Quaker tradition, we're going to invite you to do a practice in the next week. I'm going to invite you to make three appointments with yourselves. Yeah, I want you to take out your calendar on your phone, on your kitchen table, off the wall, and find three times where you can go and sit somewhere for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And you're just going to sit there. Like you're at the base of the tree waiting for that wild animal to emerge. And if you'd like, you can ask yourselves a few questions. What is my life trying to tell me? What do I need to remember? What do I need to hear? Simply ask yourselves those questions and see what answers come up. When an answer rises to the surface, you can ask yourself, does this have the weight of truth? 
making these appointments is a practice that helps us do that work of catching a glimpse of our wild soul. So we can step into our full being, which is essential for the work of courageous love.